All right, guys, welcome back to the Movement Code Podcast. My name is Antonio, your host of the Movement Code Podcast, and I'm excited to be chatting with you guys again today and sharing some hopefully very valuable information for you. Now, today's episode is going to be another solo episode with myself, and I'm, I was very motivated to get on here to share some of my thoughts about this after a conversation I had with a, um, uh, with a gal who uh, was going to the gym that we were going to, uh, since our little one has been born, we've been mostly doing home workouts. Um, and that's kind of just, that's really kind of my style anyways, just in this season of life with business and kids and whatnot, just knowing when I can get things in, it's a lot harder for me to get to the gym for the appropriate class times. And we always felt bad coming in late and whatnot. Anyways, this individual, was going to um, the gym that we were at and you know we're still part of the members page and we still communicate with a lot of the members and the coaches etc and she she put on there like hey guys uh, I'm, I'm really sad to say but I'm gonna have to stop doing CrossFit um, do you know just this back injury I've been dealing with for a while uh, it just it just hasn't been jiving well and I, and I gotta stop and obviously you know I was like hey what's going on I gotta I gotta learn a little bit more about this just you know the the process of how my practice has transitioned into mostly serving low back pain patients, whatever, I was very curious as to what has been holding her back from being able to do CrossFit. So the short of the long of it is she's been dealing with, um, you know, some back pain for the last couple of years. Early on in doing CrossFit really hasn't been an issue, but just over the years, it's been starting to bug her more and more. And What's and again, I have not evaluated her. This is just via just communications via Facebook Messenger um, throughout the day. And what she has been told is she has an anatomical leg length discrepancy that has developed that has since then given her scoliosis, and the scoliosis and whatever else might have happened has given her a spondy a spondylolisthesis. Now. For those of you who don't know what scoliosis is, scoliosis is just curvature of the spine. So the they believe that the leg length inequality, meaning the legs are two different lengths, would then shift the pelvis um, because the legs are different, right? Your base of support. Thus, the spine starts to compensate and starts to bend, right? Highly functional still. There's people that have scoliosis that don't have back pain, that are completely functional, that are really strong and live normal lives. And we've gotten into this before, right? Uh, Usain Bolt has been diagnosed with scoliosis, fastest man in the world. So we know that is not the only limitation here. Now, the additional diagnosis that she has received from an x-ray was a grade one spondylolisthesis. Now, a spondylolisthesis is when you have a mild bit of shifting from one vertebrae to the other. So imagine um, two boxes stacked on top of each other. If one box is slightly forward, in relation to the bottom box, that's that's the listhesis or the translation. And this most commonly happens at L5-S1, which is where the lower lumbar sits on top of the sacrum. S1 is the sacrum. And because of that normal low back curvature and the way that the sacrum is angled, you will you 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 can see that. Now, you know, this is a lot of a lot of what we see too with imaging is just the subjective interpretation of whoever's also reading the radi- radiology report, right? They see they see demographics, 40-year-old female with low back pain, right? And they're looking for abnormal, abnormal, right? What's considered normal? They're looking for abnormal findings that might attribute to that. Now, once again, spondies are highly functional. You can leave it a fully normal life if you have one. Now, there are, there are increased grades of spondy, which might cause individuals more discomfort and maybe limit them to something, but a grade one, 
that could just be simply a postural position in which she was maybe standing with a more hyperlordotic position, giving that L5 more of a relative translation forward compared to S1. Again, I don't know. That's kind of just like a, like a theory or an idea that we can knock around. So anyways, we start conversing a little bit more. And, you know, one of the questions we ask is like, okay, well, what things are bothering you in doing CrossFit? And she's been seeing Kairos and working on, you know, trying to like work on some heel lifts and stuff to try to level things out. But, but the, but what everything came down to is no one that she's been working with actually does CrossFit. Now, not that they need to in order to be able to manage this, but if you're trying to get back to a sport or an activity such as CrossFit, you need to have a bridge that connects from where you are to where you want to be. And recommending just core exercises and Pilates, I'm sorry to say, is not going to get you there. Okay, you got to be able to set up a more appropriate plan based on those potential anatomical limitations, right? We're not saying that it's not there because, again, I haven't evaluated her. It's just based on the conversation, but you got to set up a better plan. So what our, what our conversation continued to roll with is started asking her, like, okay, well, what are your, what are your goals? Like, why, why do you do CrossFit? And, you know, the community to try things I wouldn't have done on my own to push myself to get stronger. But what her frustration was is why am I paying for a gym membership when I'm having to modify everything, right? Well, I mean, that's part of group programming. Group programming is trying to set up an established program that will help, you know, the general, the general public, the public and most people, if you have limitations, you're gonna have to modify. If you've had a prior shoulder surgery, you're gonna have to modify. But that doesn't mean you can't do CrossFit, right? If someone has had shoulder surgery that limits their full shoulder flexion for whatever reason, shoulder reconstruction, multiple dislocations, who knows what that might be, they're gonna have to modify certain movements. But that's not to say they still can't enjoy the community and get stronger and try things that they would not normally have to do. So we had this kind of come to Jesus moment as to like everything you have described, nothing in that says that you cannot modify, right? And, and coaching staffs, and this gym in particular is very good about encouraging modifications, but this might have been just bred out from the earlier stages of her CrossFit career, if you want to call it that, not a career like it's a job, but since she started doing CrossFit, but that also has to be, even if this gym is good at pr promoting modifications, is it's tough as an individual to be in group programming with these types of classes. Individuals get lost. Oftentimes they don't want to talk about their aches and pains or why they're having to modify because they feel different and or they feel not worthy to be there because they're having to modify. Now, I just wanted to indicate this and talk about it because you're the customer. If you're going to a chiropractor, physical therapist, or paying for any sort of service, you are paying for that service. Yes, some services pride themselves on being in hammer and they only serve nails, right? They're only looking for nails. We do this. If you don't fit that category, yes, you might not work with that business and platform. But when you're talking about fitness, when you're talking about nutrition, when you're talking about your aches and pain, we're, we're, we're here to service you. This is the service industry. My role is to give you what you need. It's not for me to do something because I feel that this has to be done in order for you to reach a certain point. Yes, we are, quote unquote, the professionals and we have a good idea of that, but they're, they need to be adaptable. So for instance, if this individual, right, they're going to, they're paying for group programming at a CrossFit class 
but yet they're feeling like they need to quit because they're having to modify so many things. Rightfully so, I am I, 100% the decision of pulling out of CrossFit to determine what is going on so that you can get back to CrossFit. I support that decision, right? But I just wanted to have the conversation with her so that she, if she goes back to CrossFit and she has those aches and pains again, understanding why that happened in the first place, right? Because what, what do most people do? They get an injury, they're doing something, and they're just like, oh, I'm just going to take some time and let it heal or rest. And then they just go right back to the exact same point in time as to where they were before. And lo and behold, the symptoms manifest again because they did not deal with the issue. And the issue in this case is not core exercises and Pilates. It's not a spotty and it's not scoliosis. My guess, my guess, and our conversation is continuing to see what we can do to, uh, to help her. But my guess is this more likely than not a movement fault type of thing, right? Let's say, for instance, you do have scoliosis or spondy. How, how do you need to move and leverage your body more appropriately for you to be able to do these high dynamic movements in CrossFit? Again, most people, as they get into CrossFit, they're taught the basics, and it's kind of like, sweet, you look pretty good, start adding weight. There's not, there was never, from the beginning, set up the right way. And then... You know, they're they're kind of in this tough position, like, well, I've been doing CrossFit for like five or seven years. I know what I'm doing. I like how do you how are you gonna say I'm, I don't know what you don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying you don't know, but there's obviously something that's not right. Right? Again, scoliosis doesn't just come over just doesn't doesn't pop up overnight. So why now has it really been the focus and concern when it's been there this whole time? Right, same with the spondy. More times than not, we see spondies with some semi-traumatic stuff from a childhood age due to uh, a PARS defect, which is more information than we need to get into. But these things don't just happen overnight. And the pain gradually started getting worse and worse for her, but she never dealt with the issue. It was assumed just adjust the back, right? And this is based on the conversation, adjust the back, realign the pelvis because of the scoliosis in the short leg, and that will help, and that will fix it. Eh, it hasn't done it yet. But the takeaway here is you have to come to grips with why you're doing something. If you no longer like it and you don't want to do it anymore, that's great. That's fine. But if you want to be able to do it, you have to clearly understand what your goals are and how that service or that system is going to help you. So the conversation we have with a lot of people that are doing boot camps and fitness and CrossFit and things like that, most of them, they're like, I want to get a little stronger. I want to lose a little bit of weight. I want to look better naked, whatever that is. So then we start going through this list of exercises that aggravate them. Okay, I'm like, well, could you still get your goals if you didn't do, and I'm just throwing these out here, nothing against these, if you can do them, great. Could you still reach your goals if you did not do muscle-ups? Yeah, okay, cool. So we can sidebar that. Could you get your goals if you did not do overhead squats or snatches? More likely, yes. Okay, cool, we can table that. Could you get your goals if you did not do burpees? Probably yes, right? Could you get your goals without doing squats? Oh, now what type of squats, right? Back squats, front squats, overhead, you know, goblet squats, things that body weight squats, bear hug squats. What out of those squats actually actually feel okay for your body, right? Because again, when you look up at that whiteboard or that group programming, what does it have up there? It has compound movements. So let's say in that workout you have you have a series of movements that include burpees, overhead squats, and let's just say pull-ups, right? And again, commonly in CrossFit, it's programmed to do kipping. Okay, well, you have a squat movement. Burpees is a metabolic movement. 
combining a push-up, just getting up and down off the ground, and then you have a pulling motion. Okay, so if overhead squats don't jive with you, you do front squats or back squats or goblet squats, right? You're still in the community. You're still in the group fitness class. You're still getting a good workout. You're still getting strong. You're still working on your overall health and fitness. Great. Burpees. Maybe you combine push-ups with jump rope, metabolic, right? Or you just do burpees, you know, maybe weighted. Oftentimes burpees, the thing that aggravates people is the dynamic just up and down really fast. And then pull-ups. <laughs> maybe kipping doesn't jive with your shoulders, so just do strict pull-ups, right? I guarantee you're still going to get a good workout in and you're still going to get stronger if you do that. But what comes down to is ego. People feel not as worthy because they're not doing the same as everybody else or what's prescribed up on the board, which, you know, you got to come to grips with. Just because you're not doing what everyone else is doing doesn't mean you're not still progressing. Again, it came down to, we'll, we'll backtrack, what were her goals? or what, Sorry, better yet, what were the things that she enjoyed about CrossFit? Getting stronger, the community, and trying things that she would not normally try. Now, if she wants to try overhead squats and those things, you got to have a good plan of action and a great assessment as to understanding why the hell the overhead squats, as an example, are aggravating you. What movements are aggravating you? Why? Right? Movements shouldn't hurt. Overhead squats aren't bad for you. If they hurt, it's probably the way you're doing overhead squats. There's probably some sort of anatomical uh, maybe range of motion issue or some sort of stability issue that you never dealt with in the first place. Thus, you cannot do it. Thus, it hurts you. So you got to, it's not, it's not, it's not an either or. It's not as black and white just being like, oh, I can't do this. So I can't, then I'm going to get out of it. Right? So what I want to encourage you guys is if you're having, if you're maybe having trouble with this or you're not feeling like you're fitting in, in whatever workout class or whatever you're doing, because you're having to modify, I say, so what? You're doing you, you're there for you right? You're the one paying. Ask the coaches. It is their job to help you out. Ask your clinician. It is their job to help you out. If they're just saying, oh, it's this issue and you just need to adjust it or, or you know, rubbed out or whatever that is, you're missing the boat. The point is for us to help you obtain the goals that you want and do the things that you want to do. So if this individual wants to do CrossFit, they need someone that'll help them do CrossFit, not say, hey, just take some time off or, hey, maybe it's because of this and you just should never do it ever again. There's there's no there's no wrong. There's no wrong thing here. Right. It just comes down to what do you want and who's on your support team that's going to help support you. So find that person. Keep asking questions. Keep pushing. Push yourself to try new things. I love it. It's going to be great for you in the long run as far as just you getting uncomfortable and you getting stronger in those situations. But more importantly, find that support staff. If you don't have that support staff, reach out. We will help you find that support staff no matter what city you're in. If you want to work with someone remotely, we work with people remotely to be able to help them reach those goals. Again, it doesn't come down to just getting adjusted or, or soft tissue type therapies. It's setting up a plan, a plan to help you get your goals. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. And it was not just this conversation we had yesterday. This comes up very commonly with the people that we see. Again, not picking on CrossFit here. This was just the example from yesterday. We see it with boot camp. We see it with Orange Theory. We see whatever it is. It's people feel bad about modifying. They feel like they're not, they shouldn't be there because of it or they need to deal with something because of it. It's like you can still be there. You can still, you can still have fun. You can still interact with the community and be part of that system and that culture if that's what you want. 
And if you don't, great. Transition to something else. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. The only ask that we have for you um, this week is just follow us on social media. Hit us up. Give us a shout out. Um, if you're if you're listening to this, we'd love to get to know you, hear your names, and just learn a little bit more about you. Your challenge this week, okay, we're always going to leave you guys with a challenge. Your challenge this week is to dive in and just really understand your goals. Whatever fitness or diet things that you're doing right now, how does it apply to your goals that you want? If you don't have clear defined goals yet, that's okay. Just keep working through that. Maybe you find a coach that can help you work through some goals. Maybe talk with a spouse or a partner or something like that that will help you determine what you want and how your lifestyle can help improve that. Thanks for listening, guys. Move well.